0: On this episode of SSI Executive Conversations, Darwin meets with industry colleague Michelle Moravia, CEO of Quality Means Business, to discuss quality management systems and digital optimization in the medtech field.
1: I'm extremely excited today uh, for multiple reasons and certainly personal reasons to uh, welcome Michelle Moravia onto the SSI Executive Conversations podcast. Um, Michelle and I First met back in 2016, uh, right after I'd started my business, and uh, he was earlier in his phenomenal career. Uh, Michelle Moravia is the CEO. Um, he's a WBJ Top 40 Under 40 uh, product executive and quality leader. Um, that's pretty cool. 15 years of experience working for Fortune 100 companies, ABD, Amgen, Novartis, in the pharmaceutical and medical device industry. Uh, Michelle's successfully brought multiple prominent prominent, drugs, devices, uh, is an SME on combination products, helping bring them to the market. At QMB, he is responsible for the entirety of the overall business strategy and operations. Uh, ISO 1345 2016, certified lead auditor. He's instituted lean programs as a master black belt that have realized savings of over $6.5 million uh, for the Danaher Corporation in particular. Uh, Michelle fundamentally, fundamentally believes quality makes the human experience better, which I certainly agree. Holds a master's of science in product design engineering and an MBA in health sector management from Boston University. So welcome, my friend. Thank you, Darwin.
0: I am excited to be here. Um, and ready to have some fun. Absolutely,
1: man. I'm excited to have this conversation. I, I think, uh, you know, your expertise and experience is going to bring a, a lot of value, um, as you've been already doing out in our ecosystem. So I, 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 this question for me is, is, is prominent and, and fundamental. But Michelle, why quality? Let's start there. Uh, you and I both started our careers in med tech focused on quality. So what does quality mean to you?
0: Excellent. Excellent question. So when it comes to quality, why am I dedicating my career here? Well, quite frankly, quality is the gatekeeper um, to the public's trust. From a macro level, um, we'd have to say quality and regulatory executives are the ones that are going to ensure that the drug is safe and it's performing in a way that ensures public safety and promotes a high quality health. And for many decades, quality leaders are seen as the unsung hero. And for me, I wanna really bring the contributions of quality to light because this will really drive the quality transformation and overall innovation.
1: Absolutely, I, I think that's so well said. And when you look at, you know, our passion for quality and, you know, our mission statement here, help people with relevant career advancement opportunities while helping build companies that bring positive products to patient populations and supporting the charities we care about, your organization is is so vital to the structure and, and traceability of their quality management system, relevant to risk, relevant to making sure that their you know the blueprint is set up correctly and i think that companies that make quality and the idea of quality a a cornerstone of their company culture right versus reactionary quality police well we have quality because we're supposed to have quality right right no every single person at the company should be a stakeholder relevant to quality because at the end of the day we care about bringing positive products to patient, how how it not only benefits those patients relevant to outcomes, our family members, it's right. got to be safe, reproducible, cost effective, or the company's not going to last very long, relevant to risk, not only in the manufacturing pro- process, but also post-market. Correct. And I think the other thing that I think is is vital and is definitely important to me is that and I'm excited about it, is the innovation that's coming that allows us to create better efficiencies in the marketplace that then allows us to focus dollars elsewhere.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Beautifully said. <laughs> and beautifully said. And that's the mission here at Quality Means Business. That's the mission. So Well,
1: I'm excited. I'm going to try not to, I have a tendency to jump to page five when we're on page, page three. So I'm going to, I'm going to, try to uh refrain from doing that so when you think about when you and i first met you were a a senior systems engineer Mm -hmm. um i remember when we first connected and how much i enjoyed first getting to meet you and then kind of watching how both of our uh careers have kind of evolved here how do you see the world of the quality management system today versus back in 2015 2016
0: absolutely It's it's a tremendous change that has happened, uh, quite frankly. Quality has pivoted um, from being seen, like you've mentioned, a policing center where we're really here to check all the boxes, um, cross the T's, dot the I's, and ensure that documentation is accurate. So Mm -hmm. if we're interfacing with the us fda or any regulatory body um, we could show traceability we could show that everything was done with proper measure proper control over this five plus years we have undergone what the industry calls quality 4.0 a digital transformation where quality now is pretty much center is the center a single source of truth that everybody points to to really drive the innovation. Because the regulations set the tones, but the, mm-hmm. quality acti- the quality activities delivers the high notes. This is where everybody pays attention. This is yes. where the due diligence goes. And uh, the QMS softwares are starting to embrace that by embedding AI, by embedding uh, Data analytics and some predictive an- analytics.
1: It's so interesting. There's so many different aspects of what you just said, but it, you know, changing the oil. I have, I have three, uh, you know, kids age 14 to 24, um, and in terms of the older ones, right? It's a lot. It makes a lot more sense to change the oil in the car regularly and maintain it. Uh, Buy a car that works up front, right? But versus the engine blows, and then you gotta, you got to replace the engine.
0: Right. Uh, proact-
1: proactivity, when you think about, I did a uh, post recently, uh, Harvard School of Business did an evaluation of mergers and acquisitions. And in, in the previous fiscal year, there was uh, about $87 billion, I believe, spent in med tech in mergers and acquisitions. And there's so many examples of issues with integration of quality management systems. Typically, the companies that have issues, that have warning letters or notices from the FDA, it's because they have not evaluated their design history file in three-plus years. Um, You you know, Medical Device and Manufacturing Conference in Anaheim in February, and uh, one of the presentations was all about the design history file, about uh, reevaluation of the predicate device and uh, managing risk, right? So right. I think what you just talked about, I mean and there's still companies out there that have paper quality management systems. Um, but in terms of how you build the foundation of the house and managing that risk and sustainability of the company moving forward, uh I think what you do is so vitally important.
0: We we appreciate that and we couldn't agree more. I, I think you've nailed it. Um because at the end of the day, quite frankly, it's and we're starting to see this transformation happening where quality is no longer in the back room. Part right. of the MA, like you've spoken about, um there needs to be due diligence that's done in terms of what are the, what is the QMS quality management system tools we're going to really leverage? What's the regulatory information management tools we're going to leverage because Mm -hmm. this has become a competitive and sustained advantage um, for, for the the companies. So quality is starting to impact the boardroom.
1: Uh, Absolutely. And in, in terms of when you think about, you know, we're, we are definitely an outcomes-driven analytics. Uh, you know One of the things that differentiates us as a um, marketing industry insights and talent management company is being outcomes-driven and then utilizing analytics and technology to create true best practices. I think that's vitally important. If you don't inspect what you expect, then you're not going to really understand where you're at regardless of what functional area of your company that, that you're looking at and you're, you're considering. And when you think about sustainability and then we've already talked about patient safety and how important that blueprint of your, of your company is. So being able to understand different functional aspects, whether it's supply chain, it's initial product and inspection and, um, even with FDA warning letter, letters relevant to, I was amazed when I first learned how many warning letters occur and there's a kappa put in place, but then the kappa doesn't get right. correctly. Right. Right. It's 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 interesting. So that piece of the quality management system for the company to evolve, and I think you just said it really well, but the design history file of a product should not is not a one-time activity. It should be it should be constantly updated, almost like your quality management system for your company, your culture, um, where you're headed is something where if you're really trying to create true best practices, um, the more visible it is, the better.
0: Absolutely, Darwin. Absolutely. And a lot of uh, credit to you, you're, you're shaping this conversation quite nicely. At, at Quality Means Business, we believe that orchestrating with real-world data, real-world evidence is empirical to really driving the DHF, to really yes. driving the integrity of it and ensuring, hey, with the new innovations that, that um, surround us, What could we leverage to really ensure safety so that there's no warning letters, there's less recalls. And that as a society, we are living a better quality life. That's the end
1: goal. There's several things that you just said there. Um, So my clinical background is is a respiratory therapist. I think that in corporate America, 12 years, business development, marketing, uh, contract negotiation, and sales leadership. I had the, the privilege of being a part, being at Philips Respironics and helping bring the Trilogy ventilator on. Um, that was a really neat time in my career in terms of clinical trials and the benefit that that product brought to the market. I, I, it was a, an exciting time. In the last year and a half, Philips had to recall an extensive amount of therapy machines and, and ventilators. And so when you look at that, the the challenge to the patient population, the goodwill that it in a sense is is lost and right. the disruption, the opportunity cost. It is it's just so important to make sure that you're not cutting corners. And I don't say that in you know throwing any shade on that was really heartbreaking for me to see when that announcement was made. Right. Um, so I, that's not to throw any shade on them. It's just a general comment of the fact that how important your processes are, and that you don't cut corners when it comes to, to quality.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And the the beauty here is is that to to frame this story quite nicely is that the human capacity can only take on so much. We're yes. th- we're talking about. Hundreds of different standards. We have standards for materials. We have standards for electronics software and you're really putting that burden on one organization and The human brain the neural network we're quite advanced, but to store all that data and retrieve it instantaneously to ensure there is no misses is quite a feat and we're at the dawn where Real technology, real innovation can help in that. Can help really shoulder some of some of that some of those pain points.
1: Absolutely, and with where technology is going, one of our upcoming podcasts will be with Christopher Laf- Lafayette, who uh, is a renowned speaker on the metaverse. And when you look at artificial intelligence, the technology that is. In R&D, the opportunities for efficiency and creating better practices when done properly, I think that's extremely exciting. I look at the quality management system. I'm going to be doing a presentation relevant to talent management strategies, uh, attraction efficiency, and Mm -hmm. retention relevant to commercial launch. And I'm really big on... From a commercial standpoint one of my influencers is mark sellers 20 years ago in my career uh he's written multiple successful books but in terms of funnel management understanding how you evaluate your commercial activities relevant to what's in the company's funnel from a revenue standpoint and forecasting to customer buying activities and what their processes are versus you know sales activities as a true measure of what is, you know, so you can make smarter decisions so the executives know where they can invest capital and make decisions. And I think in that same light, that's so important on the front end in terms of how you establish, how you inspect your quality management system and put the right systems in place. Um, Maybe you could speak to that and then kind of segue that into what do you believe the most important considerations a company should consider as they're looking at a quality management system, software solution, or partner.
0: Agreed. Absolutely. So, again, we're quite aligned here. Um, we, you must uh, truly monitor almost on a daily basis to measure and demonstrate control. And this control um, translates, again, the big picture public safety, promoting better health. In terms of um, which QMS to select, all quality and regulatory professionals will tell you the classic answer. It depends. Well, <laughs>
1: right. right. What are you right. looking for? What's Ex- important for you?
0: Exactly, Darwin. And I'll take you through the what I call the maturity um, level of an organization. Um, a startup, SMB, that has maybe one product and they're targeting one geography, it's best to get something that meets the regulatory demands from a traceability standpoint, 21 CFR Part 11, ensuring e-signature, ensuring GXP data integrity. Fancy words, but GXP data integrity is just I can't if I did something yesterday, I can't do any type of backdating. Um, I can't falsify data. Right. It's a validated system. It
1: so- doesn't matter whether it's GLP, GMP, whether you're uh, a part of testing in, in a laboratory or you're in the manufacturing floor. It's all got to, to have correct traceability and protection so that somebody can't come in and make, well, we didn't really do that.
0: Right. You got it. So I think those are the necessary features at an SMB startup. As you graduate up and you become a mid-market, now you're making some money. You're hitting it strong as a mid-market customer. And here you've graduated up, multiple products in your pipeline, different geographies. Well, here you need a system that's not just a repository but can also integrate with other systems like your CRM, your ERP, your PLM, so that you have synergy and communication throughout these systems and you're providing insights back and forth. That's at the mid-market level. And then it ends with strategic enterprise. Think of Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer. Now, these guys, many geographies, if not hundreds of different products in their portfolio, they need something that's gonna give them a competitive advantage with advanced analytics, fully integrated, things that are gonna point and talk to their manufacturing equipment, such as a bioreactor and how things are performing. They have to monitor quite a bit so they don't end up having recalls um, and losing some of that goodwill. So, you graduate up, the further you go in that maturity level.
1: Uh, and we pro- I don't know that we have time, time for this, but maybe you can, you can take a caveat to that. That was a great um, escalation, uh, you know, tier level of uh, risk, responsibility, what's important, and scale. It's going to be interesting uh, from my perspective as the market continues to grow and technology continues to advance how a company, because as you get up to those larger companies, mergers and acquisitions, we were just at LSI Emerging MedTech. What an incredible week relevant to innovation, innovators, and what is coming. The future is extremely exciting for Agreed. patient populations. I think the healthcare system in terms of efficiency, more access to healthcare, and and you know, and it's so many different areas, but in terms of what you just described companies that are acquiring other companies. And over the eight years, I've seen this in so many different scenarios as they buy companies that challenge with integration, having multiple systems, you mentioned ERP, CRM. So it's going to be interesting to see how technology and the right partner maybe potentially creates efficiencies for those that are acquiring or merging with others. Maybe you could speak to that, uh,
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, thanks for that setup. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so two two
0: ways. It's not feeding me the questions, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. This is organic. Good stuff. Um, yes, perfect setup. Now, when it comes to that, there's a lot of big-name companies that are really driving this. Companies like Equivia. Um, yes. doing a great job. Viva Vault's doing a great job to really harmonize that integration throughout um, the technical framework. Um, And this is important because this level of synergy is really gonna drive down cost, it's gonna drive down risk, and it allows a faster time to market. Yes. And we have some industry disruptors that are also entering the space. At Quality Means Business, we're a niche within a niche. And we're, we're focused on combination drug products. And then we're going to, to the level of detail that's pretty micro that enables synergy throughout all of these systems. So that we're monitoring what's happening with the supply chain. We're monitoring what's happening with the materials that are provided to us, the regulatory framework, landscape, the quality activities, the science and clinical trials that are going on. So. We're doing that within a niche that's in a niche. And with real deep and rich insights, we're bringing um, some real innovation to, to the industry.
1: I, oh, gosh. We might. <laughs> we might. We're not going to have enough time. We may have to have a part two here, brother. But <laughs> We might have to do a part two, for sure. Because I want to, if we have time, I want to go back to that. I'm going to. I'm going to kind of get into my next question and maybe we can tie that in there. But when you look at what has happened with pharma and then over the last 10 years, pharma starting to acquire medical device companies because the combination products, as you mentioned, and your expertise there has really expanded and and exploded. And and certainly the FDA has uh, been very aware of that and and segmented that. Uh, Now you got cell and gene therapy coming is going to be coming in full force within the next two years um but how that quality management system there's a real challenge in terms of the quality management system for pharma versus medical device and the understanding there so i think there's a lot of opportunities for improved synergies there um as you think about the metaverse digital optimization is is everywhere Mm -hmm. and i we've certainly posted on it commented trying to bring as much information to the to the ecosystem of our following as possible. AI is the driver at the center of, of everything. So your quality intelligence solution, I, I was really excited when you and I, when I first got to understand a little bit better, but as a unique AI driver. So maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that. And, and then that question about the separation, how that potentially creates greater efficiency across product categories
0: absolutely delighted to um so when it comes to our product quality the quality intelligence software um, what we're really doing here is three parts number one we're orchestrating real-world data real-world evidence to ensure we have the we we're setting the tone like I said before, setting the tone of what needs to be done. This is the direction that we must go. As the regulations change, almost at a everyday clip, there's new standards, there's new guidance documents. We're following all of that. We're looking right. at data from the FDA database in terms of um, what's latest and trending, where are the recalls, where are the complaints, looking at all that, and feeding that information back into what we talked about, the DHF. The design history file. And then evaluating risk. Should we pivot? Should we move away from this supplier and use this supplier that's uh, better uh, in compliance with Reach and Rojas, uh, which right. are some guidance documents? Absolutely. So that's one. Thank you. That's number one. Number two. I, I didn't know what
1: either one of those were back in 2015. Right. <laughs> well, I, and right. I'm like, Rojas? But yes. That's awesome.
0: Thank you. Number two, the AI is sort of combing through your DHF. It's looking at all your input documents. It's ensuring that your process is intact. And then it's looking to ensure that you have the proper outputs. You have the records. Did you do the proper test to ensure that you're in compliance and that the U.S. FDA is going to... Approve. At the end of the day, it's all about that approval. Mm-hmm. Why is that approval important? The approval is important because over seventy percent of medical device uh, startups or companies, the product fails uh, a five ten k. That wow. equates to about $3 million dollars. Quite a fee. So we're addressing that gap. How much? In line, thirty million.
1: That's a lot of zeros.
0: (laughs) That's a lot of
1: zeros. A lot of zeros.
0: And uh, lastly, I'd have to say that we also have experts in the loop, consultants that provide a high touch because there are some things that are going to be a bit nuanced. And you need that human touch to talk about strategy to really navigate in a masterful way. So that's the product. Um, In terms of the integration with other software, we are a standalone, plug and play. Um, so we could talk to etQL Reliance. we could talk to all these different software, ERPC and RIP, and you get that synergy.
1: That is exciting because if I understand you correctly, you not only have the, the structure of your quality management system from a software standpoint, but the AI, can actually proactively let you know that you're going to have an issue down the road if a particular segment is not adjusted based on how the regulations change. You got it. That's pretty exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Entrepreneurship, my friend, which, I mean, watching, watching your career and... You know when we first met, uh, so cool, so so cool. Um, But entrepreneurship is not for the weak of heart, and um, you have a really unique value prop. And in over you're you're just over three years in in your journey, in in the realm of entrepreneurship. So tell me about your why. I think the why is so vitally important as well as the mission statement of a company. So tell me about your why and your mission statement and how they drive you.
0: Absolutely, thank you for that. My way is quite personal. Um, I've seen uh, pharma um, and medical device transform many lives, minds in particular, personally. Um, um, I have family members where, if it wasn't for the advance of science, if it wasn't for the advance of biopharma, they wouldn't be with me today. Wow. I probably wouldn't be here today. So that's that's really my why. And the mission at Quality Means Business is twofold. We think that quality deserves a seat in the boardroom because quality drives value and profit. That's the financial. Mm-hmm. But the real why and our mission is we fundamentally believe quality makes the human experience
1: better. Absolutely, man. That is... That's so spot on. And there are companies that are uh, R&D driven, marketing driven. Commercial strategies are vital and important. But a company driven by RA and quality are leading the way with R&D as the engine and then supply chain ops with commercial piggyback off the back that is a, in my humble opinion, that's a, a model for sustainability, with the greatest value, and and ROI and clinical outcome, positive clinical outcomes for for patients. And man, I love your why. That's just fantastic, and it matches so much with 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 my why um, as well. And uh, there are certain things uh, as a as a respiratory therapist. Obviously, I'm you know cardiovascular pulmonary. I really have a passion for Mm -hmm. products like that. But I love what we do because of the innovation and I get my clinical itch scratched all the time, getting to learn things that are coming out. But, you know, uh, with we lost my dad this last year with with Parkinson's. And so there's certain Mm -hmm. disease processes uh, in terms of ALS and Parkinson's um, that I'm really excited to see the technology, wound care. There's a lot of different aspects of what's coming, robotic surgical for better access uh, for, for patients everywhere. Uh, so that's really cool. I appreciate you sharing that.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure. For the video recording of this podcast, along with additional resources, make sure to find us on the web at shurigsolutions.com and follow us on social media and LinkedIn at Shurig